0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there. Welcome back to the room to grow podcast. And today I have Megan Schweitzer. She's actually a former Olympian and a dear, dear friend of mine, her, uh, husband and my man are actually cousins. So we've known each other for quite a few years and I just, I adore her. I have so much admiration for her. Um, one warning that I do want to give this interview has quite a bit of background noise. So if it's your first time listening to the podcast, I do apologize. This is not typical at all. Um, But we actually recorded this at Meg's house because she's a mom. She's got two young kids and a dog. And you can hear background noises that would not typically be there. So I do apologize for that. But there's so much awesome info in here that I, I had to share. Normally I have pretty strict standards around, uh, around sound recording. But for this, I totally made an exception. And I think for anybody who's, who's a mom out there, I'm not, but for anyone who is a mom out there, you'll definitely understand. It's just, it's part of life (laughs) sometimes. Um, so Meg actually wrestled from 1996 until 2008. She is a four-time OFSA champion OFSA is uh, something here in Canada, Ontario specifically, the the province of Ontario. It's the Ontario Federation of School Athletic Association. And she was the first female to actually win OFSA four times, which is pretty incredible. Um, 2005 to 2007, she was on the world team and the national champion. And 15 times national medalist here in Canada 2007, uh, she was at the Pan Am Games in Brazil. She won bronze and she was actually an alternate at the Olympics in 2008 in Beijing. So quite a significant list of accomplishments and she's just an amazing athlete and just both mentally and physically an incredibly strong human. Um, What actually triggered me wanting to do this interview with her was that My business coach this year asked me to make a list of three women that I admire, and I had to go through the various reasons why I admire them. So I actually went back and found what I wrote because uh, Meg was one of the women on that list. The other two, I'll save that for for another day, but uh, the other two are both women in the online space um i admire them for for their own reasons and for meg i actually a lot of the reasons had to do with being unapologetic upon about who she is and the career she chose sort of owning that um she's just an incredible mom to the absolute cutest sweetest best kids in the world uh, she makes me want to have my own kids every, i tell her that every time i go over um making self care a priority um just her her mental and physical strength like i said not losing sight of her own identity, which I think is really important. And I love how much she prioritizes her relationship with her husband too. I think that that's a really, really important area that uh, can be easy to put aside, especially kind of once you're you're raising a family at the same time, right? So that can be really difficult. And I think she does a really great job of balancing that out. So I talked to Meg about, um, this episode is really cool. We get into a lot of different things. I actually talked to Meg about one of my biggest fears around having kids. So you'll get to, to listen in on that. I talked to her about her relationship with the scale, which is obviously especially important as a wrestler because you have to stay in certain weight classes. So we talk about how that's translated for her life now, uh, how she wants to parent her kids and help them to have a healthy relationship with everything from food and exercise to a healthy relationship with their bodies, especially for her daughter. She has a, she has a son and a daughter. And... Honestly, Meg is just one of the most fun human beings that I know. <laughs> She's always the life of the party. She's a total blast. And I think that really uh, comes through in the interview. So despite the background noise, it you are going to get so much out of this. And I'm so pumped for you to listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And I have a very special guest today. I've got my friend Meg Schweitzer. And Meg, thank you for being here today. No problem. Actually, more like thanks for having me because I'm sitting at your house. <laughs> So you and I actually know each other personally because your husband and my partner are cousins. Correct. So that's how we we go way back. Um, and we also have a beautiful dog, one of my favorite dogs present. It's <laughs> a very dog friendly uh, podcast and both your kids are here. So just if anybody hears any background noises, there's going to be so much awesome info here that it's going to be like the best ever. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you sort of ended up where you are today and all the things whatever whatever you want to share
1: (laughs) okay um i am 37 i'm a teacher and a coach um i also think i'm still an athlete (laughs) though i have not competed in a sport for a long time um yeah i've have two beautiful kids who test my patience, but I love them.
0: Tell <laughs> us sort of, um, I mean, you you ended up being an alternate at the Olympics, and you yes. then started a teaching career after that. So, so us a of uh,
1: in that. high school, I joined uh, wrestling as a sport, and I competed. Um, I was the first female ever to win OFSA four times in a row, so that was kind of a big accomplishment. Amazing. And then I uh, made the national team um, four times, and I competed for Canada. And then I tried out for the Olympics and I was the alternate for the 2008 Olympics and I competed at World's three years before that and I was um, 8th, 10th, and I think 11th at World's. I was third at the Pan American Games in 2007, which were held in Brazil. So I got to travel the world and see and compete and train with some of the best best athletes. So that was amazing. And then um, after the 2008 Olympics... I retired from wrestling, and I had my daughter in 2009. <laughs> so, and then after that, I went, actually went back to wrestle for a bit, but then realized it was just really tough, because I lived pretty far from my training center. And so then I focused on my family, and had another child in 2011. I had a son. And then I started really focusing on coaching. So now I coach full-time. Um, I coach high I school coach wrestling. students. Yeah, I coach wrestling. Yep. So I coach at the high school level, and then I also coach now for um, the Brock Badgers, At the smaller level so for my daughter and son's age so now i'm kind of a full-time wrestling coach teacher parent and trying to work out in between and yeah and what's that look like for you
0: like what how do you sort of eat and eat and train right now because i you and i talked recently about someone inquiring with you about that and sort of being distressed that they felt that you were
1: following a particular plan, but that you still look the way you are. Yes. So (laughs) I love to eat. I love my junk food. Chocolate is my savior. I have it every day. I refuse not to have it because I feel like you only live once. Um, And I like treats. So I have a very good sweet tooth. So I don't believe in diets. I never have. And I teach a food and nutrition class in high school. And I always say to my students that I don't believe in diets. I believe in eating a well-balanced diet and mm-hmm. making sure that you don't cut certain things out because then you binge so I believe in having treats and rewarding yourself I think it's important so um, for me a normal day I get up usually I, um, I actually play soccer right now and I hurt my MCL so I couldn't have not been out the gym being able to lift weights but normally I lift weights and I do a CrossFit from 530 in the morning till 630 and then come home and then I've been riding my bike, riding about 15K a day, which is awesome. And then my daughter likes to ride her bike. So then we go for another 5K somewhere in the day. So it adds up, but always active, taking the kids for hikes and working out. I've tried to find time just for myself too. Like I like going for my 10K bike ride by myself so I can listen to music and let my mind go and focus on me and then come home. And then the focus changes for me to my kids and my husband.
0: Well, I love and that. My... And then one of the things too that I have always really admired about you because, uh, actually I'll I'll go into this now that I might, my current business coach had us do an exercise, uh, months ago at the beginning of the year where we had to list three women that we really looked up to and admired. And I listed two like business women in the online space and you were the third person that I (laughs) I listed. (laughs) And there, for, there were various reasons. Uh, I really like that you prioritize your relationship with your husband and with your family. And how you you really own who you are. You're very unapologetic about it. And I also really like that you sort of prioritize self care. So when you said that you always make sure to get in your own time too, I think that that's really tough for a lot of moms. And I'm not a mom, so I can't speak to yes. that, but I feel like that is
1: difficult. So I love my husband, but I also like working out. So I don't want to work out with him. I want to work out by myself because I want to have that time for me. And I've always done that my whole life. Um, and we do work out together, but I like that time where I'm by myself. I go to the gym and lift weights by myself or I go for a bike ride. So we try to incorporate a lot of it together, but I think it's important to have me time. So and. Obviously, working out with my kids, now that's starting to incorporate. But I still think you need to focus on you and never forget that that's there. So balancing is a huge part of life. And I don't know if I do a good job at
0: it, but I try. Yes. Right? Well, and and it is tough sometimes. Like, just
1: Do you have any any tips for anyone who's maybe struggling to find the time? I think you make excuses not to find the time. Mm. So I don't think you need to make excuses. I think you can find time by... Um, looking at your day, and sometimes you have to get up early to find that time, or you stay up a little bit later. I think there's always time. I think we just make excuses not to find the time. I think that's
0: that's so so true. Actually, I want to talk to you as well about one of the things that I've always been—I've had a fear around with having kids—is—and your kids actually make me want to have kids even more. But <laughs> but one of the one of the things that I've always had a fear of around kids is losing. That connection with my partner when we have a child so how do you feel like you also sort of prioritize time with your husband it not not necessarily over kids but making sure that that's still a
1: really high priority so you're maintaining that I think that's important to have Um, our kids obviously I think when you first have kids when they're babies it's hard to find that time but we always my parents his parents have been awesome they take the kids for weekends we try to go out um, with our friends especially, and, you know, have a weekend here and there where we're just kidless. Yeah. And that we can have fun and still have that, like, time together. Even if it's just for a couple hours, uh, going for a bike ride, uh, going out for dinner, that's important, right? Because your kids are your kids, and you have to spend a lot of time, and your focus should be them but your focus is also your relationship with your partner, right? And that's really important making sure that you're still laughing and having fun. When the kids go to bed, sitting outside, having a drink, you know, talking about the day, starting a fire and just hanging out, right? There can be that time too when it's just the two of you, not just with your kids, right? Yeah. So incorporating your kids is important, but also having that alone time, you know, focusing on one another and making sure you don't lose sight. And I think you do. I think think people have this, um, I think relationships, they're work, they're not easy. So if you don't put the work in, they're not going to be perfect. No relationship's perfect. Even your pa- relationship with your mom, your sister, your brother, whoever it is, there's, it's always work. You have to put that effort in. And I think that's making it important is if you're going to, you know, have a partner or spouse, you have to put the effort in and you have to make sure that that still, still grows. Absolutely. No, and I think so you, you don't know, lose sight so of that, right? right? Yeah,
0: and, and making that... Making all these things a priority is is what sort of the crucial part of it because I think
1: a lot of us don't make it high enough priority. No, that we and let I think sometimes again over. we make excuses not to make it a priority. Yes. Oh, we're so busy. We have the kids activities. No, you can find the time. Okay. So what? Why? Why wrestling? What interested you the most about wrestling? Well, I went into high school in grade nine and I wanted to join. Um, I think it was rugby. I asked my mom if I could join rugby, and she said absolutely not. You can join any <laughs> sport the school has to offer. But I'm not signing up for rugby. So when I went to school, it was a rebellious thing. So I joined wrestling because the school offered it. It was a combat sport. The it it is totally on a whim. Oh, and it was like <laughs> totally to piss my mama. Um, and then I wrestled and I won nationals my first year. I won off awesome in my first year and I was really good at it. And then I just stuck with it. And that's kind of why.
0: That's I so funny.
1: I didn't even know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, I joined it. Yeah, out of uh, spite. Out of spite. Out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> and look what it turned into. <laughs> yes. And then my mom became my biggest fan. She never missed a match. Well, a she tournament. traveled with you everywhere. Yeah, she traveled to, uh, yeah. everywhere. And then until I started traveling internationally, it was really expensive. My parents couldn't afford it. So um, they would make sure that I could go to all the training camps or wherever we were going. And um, so that was probably grade 11, grade 12. She stopped traveling. But any tournament I had in Ontario, she was she was there. My parents would drive. They drove out uh, west. They drove out east. They kind of came and watched, but it was expensive because I was flying every weekend and going different places and competing. And so thankfully they made sure that they let me go to those. Mm -hmm. So I traveled a lot with Brock University. Okay. Oh, that's really cool.
0: And what, what are some of the things that you sort of, um, took away the most from all of the different competitions that that you did, all of your training? What do you think
1: that you sort of carried over from that into, into life? Uh, the dedication and the work ethic I think because you have to and that you yeah. realize that sometimes the things you love the most you hate the most too because mm, takes interesting it takes a lot out of you like you uh, there were days where I was like I'm done with this but then you find yourself back there doing it the next day because you loved it so much but it tests your um, it just tests you who you are as a person because you're training really hard and you're um, putting everything you have out there and then you know you're tired Yeah. So, but yeah, so I think sometimes that's just the way it is, right? And um, never giving up on yourself, always trying to believe in yourself and having fun at the same time with it, making sure you're still having fun, laughing when you're there. Um, And that's what I'm trying to like show my kids because they're both wrestling. And you can't always be the best. Um, You're never going to be the best. There's always going to be somebody out there who might be better than you, but you can train as hard as you possibly can and, and have fun with it. And, it's not always about winning or losing. It's about testing yourself and so and having fun. That's right. I think that's really important because <laughs> I think that that's something that a lot of us forget.
0: And if, for anyone who's on, like, whether it's a health journey or a business journey or yes. whatever, it's also hard to, to stay motivated. Like he said, well, you're you have gonna to kind of have, like, a bigger yeah. purpose in mind on those days
1: when you're not feeling mm-hmm. as motivated. And my sister, right now, she's, trying to, she's on this health kick where she's been trying to run and she'll call me and she'll have days. And I'm like, keep going. Like suck it yep. up. You got to suck it up. You can't make excuses. You have to get out there and run. Well, then she'll make an excuse that she's too busy. No, you're not. Get out there. 20 minutes is not a Busy is a choice. That's right. A choice. Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Actually, the other thing that I want to touch on was sort of mindset around body image. And especially since you have a daughter, how, how do you want to sort of pass on healthy body image to her? Especially because something like wrestling is all about cutting weight. Oh, yes. I weigh myself every day. Yeah. Like I still...
1: And I haven't wrestled since... Well, I haven't competed since 2008. And I still weigh myself every day. Um, But... And she sees that. But I try to... You know, you eat healthy. I still give my kids... still have treats. Yeah. But if they ask for too many treats, I never say, you're going to get fat. I always say, it's going to make you tired. It's going to make you lethargic. You need to eat healthy. Pick a healthier snack. And so you're kind of training them that way to um, to be that way. With Riley, especially with her, cause she's just a girl. Um, I always say, you know, people want to be strong and healthy. And so by working out, by having fun, you're going to be strong and healthy. So it's important because there's so many health issues. Even teaching in high school, I always say like, you can't look, you have to look in the mirror and be happy with what you see. Um, but you also have to realize that what you see is what you do to yourself. So what you put in your mouth, you really are what you eat, right? So if you're going to eat sugar all day, you're gonna have that type of body, so and if you're not working out, and it's important, um, and making sure. So I try to teach her. So that when she's older, that she knows that you know, good eating patterns, good sleeping habits. Sleeping's huge. Making sure she gets a good night rest, um, and you
0: know, working out every day. She loves it. I really like that you make that distinction about being. Strong,
1: yes, as a to strong, like, because
0: like skinny strong and strong rocks. do not necessarily go you can together. be skinny
1: and out of shape, exactly, and the most unhealthy person, exactly. and you can be overweight and the most healthy person. I don't think, and people, incredibly strong, that's too. right. Yeah, but I don't think people, I think sometimes we look at body image, and I think that's what our um society has done. And you know, you can't look at that, you have to look at what you're doing, and if you're eating healthy and you're working out, that's what's important. And I want her to be strong. I want her to be, uh, embrace that. And building a lifestyle around that
0: too, especially yeah. when they're kids. Like, because I, I, again, I can't speak as a parent, but I, I feel like when you're modeling a particular behavior, that your kids are
1: going to naturally want to be
0: like that to a degree. Oh and yeah. Obviously there's going to be I'll days the where they it. And, and I, I don't, bought, my daughter
1: wanted to lift weights. I ended up getting her monkey weights that like made noises. <laughs> she can work out with me. And now even when we were camping last week, uh, when we were, you know, I'd go for a bike ride and then she'd be like, okay, I want to go for a bike ride. Can we go for a run? Can we go for a walk? Like she's very active. Um, my son's still a little bit too young, but he still loves being active, like loves going out and kicking the soccer ball. So it's just starting out small and people will say that I do make my kids do too much, but why? Because they're going out and being active for an hour two hours every day. They're socializing with people outside of school, which is really important to make those friendships. Um, and they're seeing, you know, they're being, um, involved with many different people from many different parts of their community and I think that's really important. I think that the, that the social aspect is a really
0: big part of it too that is sort of underrated because a lot of kids are spending a lot of time like playing
1: video games sort of all the time and things yes, like that. That's what our societies become, right? Your phones, your iPads. Yes. Head bent over. Head bent over. Yeah. Get outside and play, get some fresh air. Yeah.
0: Right. And that, and I really like too, that they, it's not like you're, you're forcing your kids to do all these things. They want to do these things. Oh, they love it. They want to go on their scooter. scooter. It. Yes, exactly. exactly.
1: And I think that's really important. Um, I know it's sad because when you look, especially teaching, you see the obesity, you see how kids are lazy. And so that's when I'm teaching, I always try to teach that it's important. Go for a 20 minute walk instead of like, yeah, you know, and, and it also helps with anxiety and stress. Like that's huge. And I see it in the schools. It's gone up significantly. And that's part of because kids don't sleep enough. They don't eat properly. Um, they're not eating breakfast, which is a huge part. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of sets the mode for the day. Um, and they're always on their phones. Yeah. Right? So you got to get out. You have to actually have a conversation with somebody. That's yeah. important. No,
0: I love that. I think that that's a really healthy attitude to have because I think that it's... Balance. balance. Yeah, balance. Exactly. That's part of the balance. Balance eating. Yeah. It's about balancing. Have your some life. chocolate yes. and have some
1: vegetables. Like and have some chocolate, <laughs> and have some wine, and then eat your vegetables. You're good,
0: then you're good. <laughs> it's so funny. What are some of what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced
1: both personally and when it comes to your sport? Um challenges. Well, there's always challenges. I think finding sometimes you know, motivation, because I think you lose it after a while. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you have to keep finding that motivation, keep finding that love. Um, and how do you find that motivation on,
0: on the days where it feels like there isn't any?
1: I'm um, very mentally, like, aggressive with myself, like the way I talk to myself. And even so, like, I, yesterday I just didn't feel like working out. I was like, get on that bike and go. Like, you're going to regret it. You're going to hate going. Get up and go. Sometimes it's like that conversation in your head you're having with yourself. But I always try to find that, I don't know, demanding moment in my head where you're like, get up and do it because you're going to hate yourself for not doing it. Because and then I, you'll feel better. And then you'll feel you better. And then when yeah. I come back, I'm like, oh my God. And I feel so much happier and I'm like ready for the day. And then when I don't do it, it kind of sets my mood. I'm yeah. kind of cranky because I'm like upset with myself. So again, you have to have that conversation with yourself. but. Um, always finding time is, I think that's our biggest thing in our society, you know, finding time, trying to, you know, you're working, you're working out, you're trying to like prioritize and then when you have kids that comes into effect. Um, but there's a lot of athletes out there now that, I don't compete anymore, but I still have friends who've gone to the Olympics in 2016 who are going to the Olympic trials and some of them have babies and they're working their butts off there wow. and they look awesome and they're competing, they're traveling, they're bringing their kids with them. And that's amazing, right? And I think we have to look at ourselves because we're all very different people, and we all um, deal with stress. We deal with the way we live all differently. And that's not saying that you're right, your rights, we are ways better than mine, or my ways better than yours. It's how can you, you know, are you happy? Are you, you know, incorporating what you want? Oh, I think that's a beautiful it. way to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's even with your body. And I, I remember you had said this when, you know, somebody didn't like the way I was eating because they've been working so hard. Your body's different than my body. My metabolism's different. So yeah. what I can eat, maybe you can't eat or vice versa. But you have to look at it. And even age is a big thing, especially like I'm 37. My body's totally different than it was when I was 25. Um, and after kids too, And after yeah, kids and I had two C-sections yeah. and, you know, your body changes. But I've, I've worked hard because that's how, like how I am somebody else you might be working hard you might not get the results because your body type's different and so you have to accept who you are I think that's a big thing is accepting who you are and keep working and you know not looking at someone else and saying I want what she has because you're never going to have it's kind of like people with money oh I want to have money I want to have money it's the same thing with a body you're never going to have what someone else has but you have to be happy with what you have.
0: And not taking like bits and pieces and parts from other women like, oh, I want, I want her abs and her arms and somebody else's legs. Like that's not how I have what my perfect (laughs) body would look like,
1: but I'm never going to, I think I've, I think over the, especially the last couple of years, I've really come to accept what I look like. And I still, I criticize myself still every day. I'm like, oh, I need to like work on my stomach or, oh, I hate my legs, but it's who I am. So you have to kind of embrace it. Yeah, especially when you have to put on that bikini in the summer. Man.
0: Well, there's a lot to that because it's, it's definitely it's an ongoing thing. We, we never hit an end point with body image where we're like, okay, we're good. We're set for life. We've talked a little bit about self-care, mm-hmm. but do you have any other sort of go-tos that
1: you, that you use for self-care that are really important to you? So I used to at nighttime when i come home just watch TV, and I decided that this summer I wanted to read, again, because you still love reading, so it that does. for me is important just to get off from the technology I feel like I'm always on it and sometimes I'm just as bad as teenagers so I decided (laughs) to start reading so I found kind of a love for reading Um, that's really important and uh, going you know going to a spa every once in a while getting a massage I one thing I do and this might sound kind of weird but I get my nails done every three weeks because I go get a pedicure manicure because it makes me feel good and makes me feel girly and I think that's important right so working out and being strong is like important but also being you know embracing being a woman too is really important so I think feminine side side too because I feel like you know you can be athletic and that's one thing I will tell my daughter you can be extremely athletic and I try to tell this to my athletes being muscular and strong is beautiful and so, and I think there's so many athletes out there. Serena Williams, all those girls. Who I was going to mention Serena Williams she is traveling like, yes, and sports. She's just like, she look her at her. Queen. She's like a powerhouse, but then she dresses like She's incredible. Yeah. And you can still make muscula. I think sometimes that's the fear women have. Oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to look too manly. No, your yes. God. you're not. You're going to be strong and you're going to look beautiful. It doesn't matter.
0: I, I'm shocked still sometimes that we still have that lingering misconception that... Well, high
1: school kids have it all the time. It's when crazy I teach them, They're me, like, yeah. I don't want to lift weights, Miss, because I don't want to get yeah, too... No, you want to be strong. doesn't mean you're going to, like, you can lift, you know, and tone yourself and be fit. Because that's important. Because later on in life, you need to have that. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, you're and not going to feel women, good about Yeah, yourself. and most
0: women will tell me, oh, I want to tone. Well, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Waste. Yes. And, and you're not going to look like a dude because you're not, you're not...
1: Built you're not bulking, like yeah,
0: right. It's a totally different hormonal breakdown, like the entire thing. Like it's, it's. You're yeah. not going to end up looking like you got so be beautiful <laughs> and exactly. Hey, strength is beauty. Strength is beauty. I love that. <laughs> why, why do we? Why do you feel like we need to be unapologetic about who we are and the priorities that we make in our life? Because that is something that I really, really admire about you. Is that
1: you? You're totally unapologetic about that and no I've, I think that's amazing um and one thing is since you know even since I've been married I've always found the time and I won't make excuse. like I'm sorry this is what I'm doing and I want to work out I'm going to work out so and also giving that opportunity to my spouse too if you want to go work out then you go work out and I'll take the kids but we have to have our time for for us um and I think that's important I refuse to let somebody else kind of control or tell me what I'm going to dictate yeah Yeah. because I think that I I don't know I love to be able to be active and fit and you know show my kids that you can do that and find time for you that's I think the most important and I refuse to stop doing that I won't stop because I think and I want to be healthy as I get older I want to live as long as I can like I never want to die (laughs) <laughs> like you know like I never want I want to be here I want to be able to be able to sit on the ground with my grandkids and play and you know chase them um so for me being active is important and the way I look is important for me um because I want to feel good about myself and I think sometimes when you feel good about yourself that helps your confidence and your motivation to do other things in life I think so, that's huge it really translates yeah. Yeah. and it does and I think you know I I, I always try to focus on being a good role model, not just for my kids, but for the kids that I teach, for the kids that I coach. Um, and I'm not the best role model out there, I know that, but I do what I can. This is who I am. If you don't like me, <laughs> if you don't like me. I'm not gonna. I won't change. So, and I think that working out is a priority. Lifting weights for me is a priority. Um, and one thing I did that was really different is I joined a soccer league last year because I needed that competitiveness again and I missed it. So I joined playing soccer. I ended up getting hurt this year, but last year I loved it. I loved going out Tuesday nights, playing and being competitive and realizing that women even at 37 are just as feisty as they were when they're 16 and calling <laughs> names still. Um, and I liked hanging out with the girls after and just finding that like, I don't know, when I wrestled, we used to sit in the sauna all the time and talk to one another. So I missed that. You missed that like collaboration with other the women bonding time. Yeah. yeah. so um, when I joined the soccer team it was great and it was a night out um, and again it's hard because now I'm leaving and my husband has my kids but I think that's important to still be able to get out by yourself too and find the time for yourself and do things that you still love once a week is not a big deal and if your husband can't handle that then there's or an issue. Yeah, or, like you need yeah. to find
0: something because yeah. they're
1: his kids too. So you can even but,
0: trade off with another parent or something, right? Yeah, if, if but you still, like, you know what?
1: You still have to, it's a give and take. So if I'm going to go out, then he has to, You know, like you <laughs> have mm-hmm. to be able to give and take and be able to have that balance with one another. Um, so I love it. I love that I'm going to go out and I'm going to work out and I'm going to go to the gym in the mornings. And that's one thing I have to do. I have to get up because at nighttime, my kids are my priority in their activities. Um, so for me, I have to get up at five to work out. So I get my workout in. And then Tuesday nights are my only night that I go out and work out. Right. And then you also go to bed pretty early, obviously, to make up for that as yes, well. Yes. I yeah. probably, like, my kids go to bed uh, during the school, 7.30 to 8, and then I'm not too far off. <laughs> and that's during the school year. During the summer, it's totally different, but during the, the school year, I'm I'm in bed early because I want to get up and I want to get my workout in. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. So that's a, you know, that's a sacrifice you make, not staying up late. I don't care about staying up late. I don't really want to watch TV anyway, so I crash. I get up about 10 to 5, and I leave my house by 5 after 5. I have everything ready. So I'm very organized. Lunches are made. My outfit's ready for the next day so that I can just go. And then, yeah, and then I coach at nighttime, right? So I coach after school, and then I come home. My kids have their activities. And then sometimes I coach at nighttime too, so. I think that's a big part of it is being prepared. I'm
0: definitely all about that too. Like having things done the night before because if it's the morning of, yes. it just won't So happen.
1: Sundays, I know this sounds crazy, but I plan my outfits out like the whole entire week. And then lunches, I have, I'm so prepared for lunches, like the kids' sandwiches, their lunches, the vegetables are all cut up so that it's just easy and have everything done the night before. So in the morning, it's just your routine starts. So it's about being organized and also getting your kids involved in the organization process too, because they need to Mm. learn that that's important. You can't do it all by yourself. And my kids are old enough now that they're able to help me make their lunch. They're able to clean up after dinner, make their beds do all that stuff. That's important. I think that's a really, really great well, point. Well, they need to be involved. Like that. you can't do everything by yourself. If you do that, then you're never going to find the time and you're just going to burn out and then be resentful yes. and you're and, resentful and yeah. then you're angry. So when you get them to help out and
0: everyone's involved, then it's perfect. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What would you say out there to any women who are stressed about their body and maybe that focusing on the number on the scale, perhaps too much and sort of frustrated with their
1: progress? I understand the frustration with the scale and the numbers, but we have to focus on making sure we're healthy. And I don't think a scale can tell us if you're healthy or not. So uh, realizing that 80% of your, the way you look is because of diet. So making sure you eat healthy, right? And you can do that. You don't have to go to the organic section. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you can go and buy fruits and vegetables and eating healthy, making sure you always have snacks available. and just finding time for yourself, finding time to go for that 20-minute walk. If that's your workout, then find 20 minutes to go for a walk. Go with friends, go by yourself, and make the time for you. And that's sort of the ultimate motivation that that you
0: that has been coming up as a recurring theme, which is that doing it to be healthy and doing it to you know, yes. be healthy for your kids and live longer. Yeah. And that's sort of the ultimate motivation. On the, on the days when you just don't feel like working out, I think that's when we have to sort of take a step back and look at the
1: bigger picture. I joked with my husband one day and I said, you know what? I work out to look good for you. He goes, you know, and he actually like, it was funny. He's like, no, you don't. You do it for yourself. He's like, don't kid yourself. And it's true. I don't do it for him. I do it for me. I do it because I want to look good for me. And he called me out on it. And he's not totally not wrong. We were like (laughs) joking about it, but it's true. I don't do it for anybody else but myself because I want to look good. I want to feel good. It's not just about the way, you know, how you perceive me. It's how I perceive me. So if I like go for a workout, I feel good about myself and I think I look good because I worked out. So it's funny because he knows <laughs> I don't do it for anybody but me. And that's where I think it's important. <laughs> I think that's awesome though. I, maybe I that's my selfish good. part
0: where I am. Um, yeah, but that's, a, right. that's the best kind of selfish in my opinion. Yes. I mean, because self- that's what's going to motivate you because if you're always trying to look good for somebody else, that's right. that's not going to be a good And I don't think
1: you'll ever reach your goal if you're doing it for someone else. I exactly. think if you're doing it for you and you feel good and you just feel like you know, you don't have to look at the scale. You don't like, as long as you're, you know, you feel good in an outfit, you look good in the mirror to yourself. It's a good thing. Yeah. I'm feeling good from the inside out. I think, Oh, it's really important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So one more question that I always wrap up with, if you could offer people, since this is a room to grow podcast, uh, (laughs) one piece of
1: advice into growing into the best possible versions of themselves, what would it be? Hmm. That's a tough question (laughs) because I think just finding the time for you, finding, focusing on you and not forgetting who you are. Cause I think before you met anybody, before you found a partner, before you had kids, there was only you to worry about. So always remembering that you still have to worry about you, even when you have other people to worry about, because eventually, you know, it's kind of like when we're babies, we, we we are always dependent on someone else and then we kind of find that independence and as you get older you're going to start being dependent on someone else again so you have to find that time just for you that people aren't going to depend on you and that you're going to find that time every day even if it's like 20 minutes a day where you can just let your head go and wander even and, just going for a walk yeah, like something like just anything, something right? where you find like even your car just like letting your mind go and stop thinking about what you have to get done what you have to do and just think about what is good today? What in my life happened today that made me smile? Or, you know, think of all the good thoughts just for 20 minutes. And I think that just makes you feel better about yourself I'm focusing on you I think and that's nobody a else. Answer. I just think that it's, I think sometimes we complicate things when things are really just simple. And I think we focus so much on what we have to do and what we have to get done and what other the, the expectations that are laid out for us. Instead of just thinking, you know what? today my kid looked at me and smiled and that made my heart melt right like that's you know those are the little (laughs) things right that like I think you start to appreciate that you know I woke up today and that's a gift so what am I going to do with my day and you know how can I you know how what's going to make me smile today and make me feel good and I think you have to look at that I think sometimes we forget about all the positive things that are happening around us and we focus on what you have to do and who wants what done and you know our careers? You're tearing up, are I am. Up. I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> don't you're tear me up. But I just think we have to focus and realize that you know life is short and what makes us smile every day and what is going to make us smile.
0: Well, that was the most beautiful way to end the interview, and I'm wiping my eyes
1: over <laughs> <rear. laughs> I don't know if it makes sense. I just I don't know. I'm just going with it. But that's kind of I just want to you know I want to smile every day and I want to be happy and appreciative of what I have because it's a gift. It life is a gift. Life's a gift. It is. It absolutely is. I love that. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. And no this is magical. And I think
0: that this is the perfect display of true mom life that, uh, <laughs> right. That there's, yes. we, and I we even offer to meet sell the my kids, kids today and for free. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, I think that's beautiful. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. No problem. How fun was that? Honestly, there were parts of this interview that truly brought tears to my eyes. Meg is just such a strong human. I have so much admiration for her and how she handles herself and what an amazing mom she is. And, and we just had so much fun with this. It was, it was so funny having her kids in the room with us and her sweet dog, who I also totally adore. One of my one of my favorite dogs. Uh, we're very dog friendly podcast over here. Um, and and it was just a completely different experience for me. So. I hope that you got a lot out of that. And I just want to do a quick reminder to make sure that you subscribe. There are new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, So one is usually me teaching something, um, trying to pass on as much knowledge as I can. And one is typically an interview. And uh, you guys, I have so many amazing guests coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, The interviews are already done. They're lined up, getting ready to go out. And they're just bringing absolutely incredible stories. I just want to thank you so much for being here. It honestly means so much to me that you pop in your earbuds and listen to me talk, listen to uh, these amazing guests. And truly, from the bottom of my heart, it, it still amazes me every week that that people show up and listen. So thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.